Welcome to Awaken to Grace. I'm Chad Roberts. I'm your Bible teacher today, and we are in part two of a sermon on God is the God of victory in our lives. Friends, we're studying the names of God. We're learning how to pray the character of God. We are seeing how learning the names of God can literally change our prayer life. Well, today we come to the all-important name, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner, which means God is the God of victory. Friends, you and I are not fighting for victory. The victory has already been won through Christ. Friends, we are fighting because of victory. We are fighting out of the victory that God has already delivered. If you're someone and you need a great victory in your life today, perhaps in your family, maybe in your marriage, whatever the case, I want to encourage you, look to the Lord today because God is a God of victory. The Bible says, thanks be unto God who always, not sometimes, not most of the time, not even half the time, but always leads us in triumphal procession. Friends, look to the Lord because he is victorious. And so will you be if you are found in Christ. Well, let's go to God's word together today as we study this great name and promise and character of God, the God of victory. died naked. The soldiers stripped his garments off of him and he died naked and ashamed and exposed. But all the while, see, when it comes to God, not everything is as though it seems. All the while, what was Jesus Christ doing? He was stripping. He was, he was disarming the spiritual rulers and authorities, those things that would attack you, those things that would oppose your family, those things that attack our church. And Jesus Christ stripped them of all power. And how did he do it? Read it. He disarmed the rulers and authorities by triumphing over them, putting them to open shame. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He triumphed over that. What does that mean to triumph? What does it mean what Jesus Christ did when he triumphed over? We're talking about the Lord, our victory. We're talking about the Lord, our banner. What's it mean that he triumphed? Go real quick, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. You need to memorize this scripture. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14. Notice what it says. But thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumphal procession through Christ, who always, not sometimes, not most of the time, not a few times, no, all the time. See, there's a principle that I want us to understand today. Is victory ours through Jesus Christ? You better know it is. And here's what you and I must understand. God, in every battle, in every fight, in every opposing of Satan, Always, God is going to lead us in triumphal procession. God is going to give us victory through Jesus Christ. And here's the point I want you to know. As Christians, we don't fight for victory. As Christians, we fight because of victory. 
Victory is ours through Christ, and we don't fight hoping to get it. We fight because of it. Do you understand the principle there? Some of you are doing all you can to hang on right now. You don't need to try to hang on. You need to stand in victory because victory is already promised. Some of you are allowing sin in your life. You're given over ground that God's already won. Now, come on now. You with me right now? You think you can't leave that affair? You think you can't stop that addiction? You think you can't walk away from that sin? You're giving up ground that's already been won through Jesus Christ. The victory's already yours. It's already won, and you're giving over the ground. No, 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 we must understand. We don't fight for victory. We fight out of victory because Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. What did Paul mean when he said always leads in triumph? What does he mean by that? You know what Paul had in mind? He had in mind a Roman general. Do you know what a Roman general would do? A Roman general, when they would conquer some foreign enemy, they would take the king or they would take the emperor or they would take the general, whoever was the highest rank, they would take him back to Rome. And you know what Rome always loved? Oh, they loved their victory parades. And you can see it in your mind's eye. Can you see those ancient roads of Rome? that great imperial city, and crowds would gather around the, on the sides, the edges of the streets, and the military would do their parade, and they would bring back all the spoils of war. Well, do you know what the general of the army would do? He would take his captor. He would take the king or the emperor or the general. He would take him and he would bind his hands. And he would bind his feet and he would attach his feet to the back of his victory chariot. I want you to think about this. He would take his feet attached to the chariot. He would climb into his military chariot with his majestic horses and he would parade his captor through the streets of Rome in victory. Friends, that is the exact image that God wants us to have of Satan and all of his kingdom in our life. Satan had, listen, Jesus has already beat him up. Jesus has already overcome. Jesus has already guaranteed victory. He's already promised the victory to us. What's our responsibility? Our responsibility is to engage in the fight and to expect victory. That's our responsibility. And if you and I, like the soldiers of Israel, would look up and they would see Moses interceding, they would see Moses lifting up the rod and a surge of power would come. If you and I would understand, what is the ministry of Christ today? What's the book of Hebrews teach? He has resurrected from the dead. He's ascended on high. He is seated with Christ. Moses was seated on the rock. Christ is seated with God at the right hand of his throne. And what does the book of Hebrews says? He ever lives to make intercession for us. Amen. And in the heat of the battle, if you'll look to Christ, if you'll look to the cross, I'm telling you, the surge of the Holy Spirit will come and you will win the battle. Amen. It's not a question of victory. It's a question of how are you fighting? Are you fighting in trust? Are you fighting in faith? Are you fighting in belief? 
Are you fighting looking to Jesus? Are you fighting in his power and in his strength? Or are you fighting only in yourself? Because I'll tell you right now, that's the worst way to fight. You'll, get, you'll, you'll become, you'll become a, a casualty. And that's not the will of God for you. The will of God for you, the will of God for me is to be more than an overcomer. And being more than an overcomer has nothing to do with our strength or our ability or our, you know, whatever you want to throw into that category. You and I, listen, you and I have got to be aware of our sin of self-sufficiency. Let me give you one more scripture and then I'll close. Jeremiah 2, 13. Jeremiah 2.13, God says, my people, not sinners, not, not worldly people. God says, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and they've hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns, which can hold no water. Friends, you and I have to be aware of the sin of self-sufficiency within our own lives. And if you and I are aware of the sin of self-sufficiency, what it's going to cause us to do is not look within. That's the worst thing you can do. Not look without. That's the dumbest thing you can do. Y'all ever listen to people and they got you in trouble? I hear some nervous laughter. We've all done it, right? You're not to look within. You're not to look without. You're to look up. You're to look up at our great intercessor. Have you ever asked Jesus to intercede for you? Lord, you know my weakness. You know what I'm facing. You know how discouraged I feel. Jesus, will you intercede for me? Oh, what a sweet prayer. He ever lives to make intercession for you and I. Are we looking to Calvary? Are we looking to the cross? Are we looking to our great intercessor? Or are we on the battlefield and just trying our best to survive? No. God wants to give us the surge of the Holy Spirit. But it comes through only one way, looking to the cross, looking to the great intercessor. And let me tell you, Jesus' hands, his his hands do not grow weak. See, Moses was a man. (laughs) Moses was a man. He was human. He was frailty. No, no, no. Jesus, think about this. Jesus prayed as a man. But now he prays as the resurrected son of God. How much greater are his prayers today than they were in the garden of Gethsemane or anywhere else on the earth that he prayed? He was God, but he was also man. But no, no. After he, ar- after he arose, what did the Bible say? He's been given the name above all names. How great is the intercession of Jesus. How great. How great. How great. And here some of you are on the battlefield and you feel alone. You feel by yourself. You feel abandoned. Let me tell you what Robert Murray McShane said, that great, great pastor of the 1800s. Robert Murray McChain once said, if I could hear Christ in the other room praying for me, 
I wouldn't fear an army of thousands. But listen to what he said. He said, but distance makes no difference. Christ is praying for me. And he's praying for you right now. Amazing. He's our great intercessor. He knows our struggles. He knows our battles. <clears throat> he knows our weariness. He knows our faults. He knows our complaints. He knows our grumblings. He knows our failures. Oh, he knows. And when you and I go to him with these things and say, Jesus, this isn't how I want to be. Oh, God, increase my faith. Jesus, give me faith. Jesus, give me confidence. Jesus, give me strength. See, you're not looking within. You're looking up. You're not looking without. You're looking up. And what did David say? I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord. Amen. And I know it in my heart. Some of you have walked in this building today. Some of you are listening online today. And you, you need help. And you're looking everywhere for it. My friends, look to Jesus. He's the great intercessor. He's the victory giver. Some of you are in battles today that you're not sure if you're going to win. You need to look to Jesus for victory. Some of you are in sin today that you need to forsake. You see, Saul was told. Let me say this last thing. Saul was told to kill, to destroy all of the Amalekites. And he conquered them. And do you know what Saul did that cost him his kingship and it cost him his life? Saul kept them as trophies. He kept a few Amalekites as trophies of war. Listen, I'm going to give some of you a word from the Lord right now. Some of you, God's delivered you from sin. You've been set free from sin. But you are keeping sin around in your life as some kind of weird trophy. You need to get it out. You need to repent today. You need to repent today. You want victory? It'll only come through repentance. You want victory? You got to get sin out. I'm telling you right now, God will not compete with it. God will not compete. He'll leave you in the wilderness. He'll let you wander until you die. He won't compete with it. You better repent today. Don't leave any Amalekite in your life. Don't leave any sin in your life. Get it completely out today. You want victory? You want victory? You're praying, you're fasting, you're believing God for the extraordinary? Get sin out of your life. And when you leave no Amalekites behind, I'm telling you, God will give you the victory. He'll give you the victory. Let's pray today. God, thank you for your victory. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us always in triumphal procession through Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you for the Old Testament. Thank you for the truths, the New Testament truths that we see out of the Old Testament. That Christ is interceding for us. Right now, he's making intercession on our behalf. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you've not left us alone. When Satan would come to attack us, Israel didn't provoke the Amalekites. They came and attacked Israel. In times that Satan would attack our marriage, times he would attack our children, times he would attack our health, times he would attack our job, 
Times that he would attack our spiritual walk. Times that he would attack our mind. Times that he would attack our emotions and our affections. Times that he would attack. God, you'll give us the surge of the Holy Spirit to fight. You've already given us victory. We just have to stand and fight. The victory's promised. The victory's won. And God, I know in my heart, you're going to help us prevail. You're going to give us the testimony. Just as Joshua overwhelmed the Amalekites, we're going to overwhelm the kingdom of darkness in this city. We're going to overwhelm it in Jesus' name. We're going to overwhelm it in Jesus' name. For it is not by might, it is not by power, it's by your spirit, says the Lord. So give us more of the Holy Spirit. Give us more faith. Give us more confidence in you, Jesus. Not in ourselves. Certainly not in others. But in you. Thank you, Lord. As they play, if you need to come to the altar today for any purpose, for any reason, if you need to come and be strengthened, if you're praying for extraordinary things, if you're believing God for impossibilities, if you need to repent, if you need to confess, if you need to be strengthened, whatever the case, if you need to pray and intercede for someone, if you need to come and say, God, <coughs> I've had my eyes on myself, I've had my eyes on others. God, today I put my eyes on you. Today, I look up to the hill. I look to the great intercessor. I look to that piece of wood. I look to the cross of Calvary. And God, I want victory today. Victory in my life. You're tired of being weak. You're tired of being discouraged. You're tired of doing this alone. You're tired of having Satan prevail over you. You're tired of losing the battle. Come on, you're tired of losing your children. You're tired of losing them to Satan's kingdom. You're tired of what Satan's doing in your life. You're tired of the opposition. You need to come today and say, God, I'm putting my eyes on Calvary. Give me a surge. Give me a surge of power. Give me a surge of strength. Give me a surge of victory, oh God. Help us today, Lord. Help us today, Lord. Help us today. Help us today. Help us right now, God. You're a very present help in the time of trouble. And we ask for your help right now. This moment, Lord. This moment. God, we confess. We want to confess to you, God. We want to confess times that we felt as though we had the victory ourselves. Times that we felt that we didn't need your strength. Times that we felt like we were just strong enough and we weren't, Lord. We confess any time, God, that we've gone to battle thinking that we could win ourselves, Lord. We confess that. We confess keeping any Amalekites in our life, keeping any trophies of sin in our past. Lord, we repent of it now in Jesus' name. Make us clean in Jesus' name. Clean in Jesus' name. God, we repent. Come on, I feel the Lord right now. Repent. Repent in Jesus' name. God's not going to work in your life in a miraculous way if you, don't, if you don't repent. Repent. Lord, even small things, shine your light on them. Even what maybe two, three months ago would have seemed insignificant to us, but is an offense 
against a God Almighty. Shine your light on it, Lord. Show us, God. Show us, Lord. Help us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want us all to pray for next Sunday. God, we prayed for all of this week. For those fasting, keep them strengthened in this last seven days. God, we pray for prayer meeting on Tuesday. God, I pray that you fill your servant, Sheldon, with a mighty word from God. Fill him. Fill him with the Holy Spirit. And give him a word in season for our church Tuesday night. God, give us the ability to pray Tuesday night to the pulling down of strongholds. God, I pray for the prayer meeting on Saturday night, God. I pray that even those, perhaps even that those who have things to do would rearrange schedules, God, to make it so important that we come here and we call on God together. And God, we pray for next Sunday. God, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. God, you bring who you want through the doors. You touch however you decide to touch. Lord, we're going to be obedient to you. We're going to be sensitive to you. No one and nothing is going to set the agenda except for the Holy Spirit. So God, we thank you in advance for the victory that you've promised. Lord, I'm trusting you. You told me this week there's going to be a shout of victory in this house next Sunday morning. And God, I'm believing that and I'm trusting you for that. So God, all this week, we're going to look to the hill. We're going to look to the cross. We're going to look to the great intercessor. All week, we're going to look to you, Jesus. All week. And our strength won't be found from within. Our strength will be found from the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. yielded within we're yielded within hallelujah have thine own way Lord you are the potter I am the clay with us. You came, you ministered to us, Lord. Now, Lord, all week this week, may we minister to you. May we minister to you as we pray and as we fast. Like they did in Acts chapter 13. As they prayed, as they fast, as they ministered unto the Lord. God, may some who haven't been fasting, God, may you call them to fast this week. Call them to fast. Call them, Lord. May we minister to you this week. And when they gathered in Acts 13, the Holy Spirit spoke. And may the same happen this Sunday. May the Holy Spirit speak in great ways. Thank you, Lord, for the hour you've brought us to. And, and Lord, I know what you're telling me. Next Sunday's not the destination. Next Sunday's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. It's a new gate. 
that's opening up to new pastures in which we're going to lie and we're going to be content. Thank you, Yahweh Rohi, our great shepherd. Thank you, Yahweh Nisi, the Lord my banner, the Lord our victory. In Jesus' name, and all the church said, If you enjoy the daily broadcast of Awaken to Grace, then I want to invite you to subscribe to our podcast. You can get our podcast wherever you get your favorite shows. Simply search Awaken to Grace Weekly Sermons.